The following is a presentation of Hawkeye's Mike LLC. for Amani Hooker. What a start for the home Hawkeyes. Eight seconds in, they have the lead. No quarterback in the country had been hotter than Barrett. He's thrown one interception all season until now. Hello and welcome into Quick Hits here on Hawkeyes Mike. I'm your host, Tyler Chumlin, at Tyler Chumlin on Twitter, at Hawkeyes Mike on Twitter. You can also interact with us via our email, info at HawkeyesMike.com. You can email me directly, Tyler at HawkeyesMike.com, or give us a call, 1-866-744-HAWKS. That's one 866 Check us out if you'd like to advertise with us, work with us here at Hawkeyes Mike. Feel free to give us a call or shoot us an email. Big football game for the Hawkeyes this weekend. Ohio State comes to town. When a, when a top-ranked opponent comes to town, it's a big deal. Always a big deal. It always has been for Iowa. They've played very, very well against top-ranked opponents. You look back to Penn State earlier this year, the episode over Michigan last year. But going into this game, Ohio State's better in every category, all the way across the board. Offensively, defensively, they've got some inc- incredible players. You look at what JT Barrett's been able to do. He's a terrific quarterback. Nick Bosa on the defensive line. You could or you could go all over this Ohio State team and you could pick out studs, pure studs. Iowa rolled out some quote-unquote awesome alternate uniforms this week. They packed Kinnick for an afternoon showdown with Ohio State. Competing with and beating top teams at home is kind of one of those narratives that I think has kind of gone away. College football 10, 15 years ago, that was it, man. You go on the road and you're a, t- you're a top team, it's tough to win at places like Kinnick. It's become kind of commonplace lately, though, for Iowa. They've won these football games, and up and down Iowa football team this year, they've had some nice wins, but they've also had a couple losses that were kind of head-scratchers. Michigan State game, they barely showed up. Michigan State um, has played better. They just beat Penn State this week. Very interesting Big Ten matchups and how things are shaking out in the Big Ten. And Then they go to Northwestern and have a head-scratcher after Northwestern, and then they go home and beat Minnesota. So up and down season. So there's a little hope going into this football game against Ohio State, who's ranked number three. That little hope turned into some big plays, and the reality of knocking the Buckeyes off big time in this football game. Iowa victorious in dominant fashion. I mean, they ran Ohio State off the field in this football game, 55-24 to over the number three Bucks. Let's go ahead and dive into it. Iowa wins the toss. They defer to the ball to the second half. Very first play, JT Barrett drops back, throws the ball. Amani Hooker steps in, picks it off, takes it to the house. Iowa 6-0, 7-0 on the PAT. Fans go nuts. Kinnick Stadium, exciting. Excitement's tempered though a little bit as Ohio State gets the ball back and drives the length of the field, but big pick six to start the game. Here's Imani Hooker on his big pick six to open up the game for the Hawkeyes. It was big for the team. I think it kind of just got the team going, you know, just read the quarterback, made a play, and then the team was hyped from there on. So it's something that you saw on on film maybe before? Yeah, I recognized the play as it hiked the ball, and then from there on, I was just reading the quarterback. Momentum is everything. Senior linebacker Josie Jewell understands that. Here's Jewell after the game talking about the Hooker pick and what that did for the momentum. Yeah, I think I think Amani set the tone right away. Um, you know, with interception I and mean, just being able to, you know, he hasn't thrown a pick in a while. Um, it's been since probably Oklahoma, I think, was the first was the last game he threw the last pick. Um, so be able to start out with that was kind of a, a big a big step up for us. Yeah, I think it gave us some momentum. Um, I think it helped out the offense too. You know, just being able to get everybody pumped up a little bit, um, and we got the fans into it. So you know, when the fans are in it, it's uh, it's going to be a good thing. As I mentioned, the excitement 
was tempered quickly. Ohio State goes the length of the field, six plays, 80 yards. JT Barrett finds Terry McLaurin for 29-yard touchdown. That ties it at seven. Iowa answers, though, in a big way with a 10-play, 63-yard drive, showcasing a couple nice passes by Nate Stanley. One to Noah Font for six yards to the OSU 14 on third down. Miguel Racinos makes the 30-yard field goal, 10-7 Iowa. Ohio State drives 74 yards on 11 plays and gets their own field goal from 27 yards out. Terrific defense from Iowa there. Back against the wall at their own 10-yard line. They hold OSU to three. Score is tied at 10-10. Iowa gets the ball back at its own 20-yard line. 420 remaining in the first quarter. Wadley runs for 10. Stanley to Easley for 14 more. Stanley finds Smith-Marset to midfield on third and two. Stanley to Wadley for nine. Another third and two. Wadley gets the two yards, gets the sticks moving first down. End of the first quarter here. Score still tied 10-10. Second quarter begins with Iowa at the OSU 29. Stanley hits Noah Fant for 20 yards to the nine-yard line. Two plays later, TJ Hawkinson breaks free. Stanley hits him in the end zone with an Ohio State defender hanging off of his leg. Touchdown, Iowa. 17-10. The PAT is good. Here's Hawkinson after the game on the touchdown catch from Nate Stanley. Uh, no, I mean, uh, the guy under slipped me, uh, undercut me, so uh, I just cut it back, and, and Stanley saw me wide open in the end zone. He, uh, he trusted me to make the play. Speaking of Nate Stanley, here's what he saw on the touchdown with the Ohio State defender hanging off of his leg. No, I think um, you know, I think that's just part of part of being a quarterback. You know, sometimes you have to, to make plays when um, you know they're necessary. And again, off of that play, uh, you know, TJ made a great adjustment. You know, he he uh, saw it and he uh, put his arm back inside, and you know, I trusted that he that he would uh, you know be able to wall off that defender and, and make a play. And you know, that's exactly what he did. Punch, counter punch. Buckeyes drive it down. Barrett finds Johnny Dixon for 44 yard touchdown, ties the football game up. 17 to 17. Iowa goes three and out. Now, typically this season, Iowa stalls, and then those those defense the defense has to play a lot <laughs> in the plays after that because they stall, they go three and out, then they punt, then they go three and out, then they punt. Not this time. Iowa defense hold Ohio State to a punt. Hawkeye ball at its own 10 with 6:31 left in the half. 17 to 17. Two big passes to Hawkinson from Stanley for 22 and 24 puts Iowa into Ohio State territory. Third and eight at the OSU. Four Stanley throws an incomplete pass, but he's hit on the head by Ohio State's defensive end Nick Bosa. Bosa called for targeting. He is ejected. Ejected from the football game. Ohio State, look, he's a Bidnarik Award finalist. He's gone. He's not playing the rest of the game. After the game, Nate Stanley was asked what he saw on that play, and the general consensus is the refs have a tough job to do, but ultimately Bosa's out. Here's Stanley after the game. You know, obviously the refs have a really um, tough job, and, and, you know, in in the course of the game, I didn't really notice it at all really I guess um, you know I think I thought it was just another football play so I mean the refs have a tough job and, and you know it's always something that that they're looking for is safety especially when it comes to helmet to helmet contact so um, you know I think it, it just happened so quick that I don't really have anything else to say about it I guess. Bosa's out the very next play Noah Fant runs the go route Stanley drops a dime on him in the corner of the end zone for the touchdown Hawkeyes 24 Ohio State 17 after the PAT is good 306 left in the half Ohio Ohio State ball. Second and 10. Barrett drops. Josh Jackson steps in front of the pass to snag the interception. Returns it to the Ohio State 22-yard line. Josh Jackson getting a ton of recognition these past few weeks. Leads the country and passes defended at 
at 17 going into this football game. Gets a big interception. We're going to hear more on Josh Jackson here coming up in a little bit. Second and 12, Iowa now finding uh, Stanley finds Wadley out of the backfield for 21 yards. He's tackled just short of the end zone. Very next play, Stanley finds Noah Fant again for the score. Iowa 31, Ohio State 17 with 30 seconds left in the half. Wow. Iowa will get the ball at the halftime. 31 to 17 over the number three country, number three team in the country, Ohio State. What an unbelievable half for the Hawkeyes. Ohio State decides they're going to just kneel. They'll get to halftime and try to make some adjustments. Speaking of adjustments, those first couple drives for Ohio State, it was like a hot knife through butter at times. JT Barrett was getting things moving. They were able to get the offense rolling a little bit. And Josie Jewell was asked about that after the game. And what did they have to do to try and make those adjustments? Here's Jewell after the game talking about those adjustments they were able to make against Ohio State. Yeah, I mean, we had to change some stuff up early on. They kept on, you know, gashing us with stuff, um, whether it be the run or the pass. Um, so we just had to, you know, change a couple things um, with the D-line, with inserts and stuff like that, just to be able to, you know, get them off course and, you know, do stuff that they're not expecting. Second half starts with three three and outs and four possessions and four total punts. We'd only had one punt before that. <laughs> so four total punts to start the second half. Both teams kind of feeling each other out. Iowa gets it at its own 22-yard line with 6.09 left in the third quarter. Wildly has a rush for 22 yards and a reception for 10, setting up a third and three from the Ohio State 20. Incomplete pass. Stanley can't convert. Iowa decides to line up for the punt. Rastetter fakes the punt, finds Tyler Kluver in the middle of the field for 18-yard conversion. Riverboat gambler, hashtag new Kirk. Here's Kirk Ferentz after the game on the fake punt. Conversion setting Iowa up for what is an impending touchdown. Polecat, you guys got our vocabulary time. We're not, we're not very good at confidential stuff. You know, I just told Gary and uh, Ed on the radio, that, you know, need, needless to say, this goes without saying. If it's an original thought play, then it didn't come out of my brain, that's for sure. So, uh, you know, LeVar's done a great job with special teams. Uh, Kevin Spencer's been a great, I think, addition, but LeVar's really embraced it. And uh, we, we copied it from somebody, you know, I'm not sure who, but, uh, you know, we copied it and thought it might have a chance to go. So, figured that, that was a pretty good situation for it. You know, quite frankly, I was more worried about the throw than the catch. I felt pretty good about Kluve. You know, he's a a senior and everybody wanted to kill Kluver his first year when he was on campus. Now everybody loves him, so he's really grown over over five years' time. And that's true too. They did want to kill him. <laughs> he was hard to like for a while. One play after the fake, Stanley hits Hawkinson in the end zone for six, 38 to 17. Iowa doors open, blown off for the Hawkeyes. Ohio State goes three and out. Iowa gets the ball back. They're up 38 to 17 at their own 40-yard line. James Butler goes for four yards. James Butler goes for 53 yards to the Ohio State three can't quite get in. Second goal, Stanley hits fullback Drake Kulik to the right side of the field. Two-yard touchdown, 45-17. to The Hawkeyes are on top. James Butler getting involved big time on that possession. The big 53-yard run was one. It was his best run of the season. James Butler, this is what he came to Iowa for. Junior transferred over, graduate transfer. He came over to play in these big games. He's been injured all season, hasn't been able to play the amount that he's wanted to play, but it's great to see James Butler making some making some moves, getting some good plays for the Iowa Hawkeyes. 45-17, to 17, Iowa over number three, Ohio State. This is Quick Hits here on Hawkeyes Mike. I'm your host, Tyler Chumlin. Follow along with us on Twitter, at Hawkeyes Mike. I'm on Twitter as well, at Tyler Chumlin. Give us a call if you'd like to, 866-744-HAWKS. Let us know if you want to interact with us. We love hearing from fans. We love hearing from people. Let us know if we're doing a good job. Let us know if we can do something better. We'd love to hear from you. You can also email us, info at HawkeyesMike.com. Fourth quarter, Hawkeyes with the lead over Ohio State, 45-17. to 
17 at Kinnick Stadium. Ohio State gets the ball at their own 13. JT Barrett drops back pass, intercepted on second down by Josh Jackson. Again, his second pick of the day. JT Barrett hadn't thrown a pick in five games. This is his third pick on the day. Josh Jackson snags it. Iowa can't get any offense going, but they're in field goal range already. Racinos makes the 30-yard field goal, extends the lead to 48-17. to Buckeyes get the ball back at their own 25 with 13-11 left in the game, needing a spark. They get all the way down to the Iowa 23, where Barrett drops back, fires it to the right side of the field. Looks like he's got a guy. No, Josh Jackson springs out of his shoes, snags the ball out of the air for his third interception of the game. Barrett's fourth pick of the game. First time he's ever thrown four picks in a game. Here's Josh Jackson after the game talking about seeing JT Barrett and the adjustments that they had to make against the star quarterback. You know, he's a really good quarterback and, um, you know, we, we looked over their film and just, um, you know, noticed a lot of formations that they came out in and just uh, what to expect out of those. And, you know, you just want to, you know, play your keys and if you see something, just try to make a play on it. Iowa can't get much going after they start their own one-yard line. Fourth down, Colton Raster, he decides he's going to fake a punt on his own. Rushes for seven yards. Iowa needed nine. Couldn't get it. Here's Kirk Ferentz after the game. I think this quote's really interesting because you don't get a lot of this from Kirk Ferentz. Here he is, Ferentz, after uh, Colton Rassiter calls the fake punt on his own. Uh, you know, I, I uh, the fake punt? Okay, yeah, well, <laughs> fake punt. There were two fakes, right? I almost put my uh, foot in my mouth there. So I'll, I'll just say two things, all right? It ain't in our playbook, okay? <laughs> the play's not in our playbook, and I didn't call it. So I'll let you connect the dots. <laughs> I normally don't throw players under the bus, right? They're under the bus thing, but I'm, I did call the fake in, in the Orange Bowl, right? You know, where it was Wild Kingdom, you know, all right? But that was a little different situation. I guess it's the same one, but if I call it, it's okay. If somebody else calls it, not so good. Ohio State's able to able to capitalize on the mistake for Iowa. They go 22 yards on the touchdown from Barrett to Dixon, 48-24. to 24. Iowa not quite out of the woods yet. Ohio State's shown that they can come back. They've had to come back a couple times, including the barn burner last week against Penn State, which they're able to come back and win that football game. Iowa gets the ball back at the Ohio State 47. Heavy Torin Young. Torin Young for two. Torin Young for 34. Torin Young for two. Torin Young for three. Torin Young for six. That's a touchdown, Iowa. That's your final score. 55 to 24. Torin Young puts the cap on the night for Iowa. What a football game. The clock reads, well, the clock reads 16. The fans pour out of the seats to onto the field. The Hawkeyes are celebrating, having a great time. Kirk Ferentz is escorted off the field by security. It was unbelievable watching this thing trans- transpire at Kinnick Stadium. And if you're a top 10 team, you want to come to Kinnick Stadium and play? I sure as hell wouldn't want to. <laughs> Ohio State falls. Iowa victorious 55 to 24. In the locker room afterwards, Iowa always sings the fight song when they win. Here's Nate Stanley talking about that special feeling in the locker room following the victory over Ohio State. Uh, I mean, it's just super special. You know, we had a, um, you know, we sing the fight song and, you know, uh, it's always special to see, um, you know, how emotional each player gets. I know I get pretty emotional and get into the fight song when we sing it. So, um, you know, it's just super special to, to be able to be in there with your teammates that, you know, you spend so much time with throughout the season and the off season and all the work that you put in. So, you know, just being able to see that, that pay off and, you know, um, just see this, the happiness and joy on each other's faces is pretty special. After this one, you can kind of look at it and say, you know, it's almost a relief at this point. And I think Akram Wadley hit it right on the head. Here's Wadley after the game talking about getting back to the winning ways with the win over Minnesota last week and now this big win over Ohio State at home. What I'm about to do after. 
after this, you know. <laughs> Let's get this over with so I can do what I do, you know. And, and it's just um, it's just relief, you know. All the hard work you put in is finally paying off. This is Quick Hits here on Hawkeyes Mike. I'm your host, Tyler Chumlin. We're going to go ahead and take a real quick break. When we get back, we're going to hear from more players. We're going to go through the stats, team stats and analysis, go through the individual stats. Nate Stanley had one heck of a ball game. We're going to talk about that here coming up in a little bit. And then we're going to look looking forward. Iowa's got three games left, and all three of those games are winnable. Doesn't matter where they go next week. We're going to talk about that Wisconsin game, talk about Purdue and Nebraska, and really, really dive into this thing. But ultimately, this one wraps up impressive win. Iowa 55, Ohio State 24. This is Quick Hits. Come on back for more right after this. Got great pocket protection, and it's intercepted down the sideline. It's picked off by Jensen, and it'll be bumped out of bounds. Barrett is intercepted for the second time. Did you just say stay away from Josh Jackson? Wouldn't throw in that direction? Absolutely. But this, this ball should have never been thrown. What a great opportunity here for Iowa right before half. Amazing. JT Barrett has completed just nine passes to this point. Second and ten back. All sorts of time. Now he'll launch it. And it is intercepted. Josh Jackson ripped that ball away. His second pick of the game. Third interception thrown by Barrett today. All three JT Barrett interceptions tonight have been on his third read, and he's been late. Hawkeyes Mike programs are brought to you in part by Prefence Hand Sanitizer. One application lasts all day. Try the hand sanitizer used by the Iowa Hawkeyes. And remember, the best defense is Prefence. And by TNK Roofing and Sheet Metal, building strong and safe in the Midwest for over 50 years. How many things have you touched today? Hmm? Ooh, a puppy. <laughs> How many places have your hands been? Ooh, a keyboard. 24-hour hand sanitizer protection just makes sense. Prefins, a silica-based hand sanitizer, protects your hands all day. Stays on up to 10 washings, moisturizes, alcohol-free, and safe for the kids. So go ahead, touch anything and everything. Ew, a toilet. Prefins, keep your hands germ-free all day. Do you want to learn more about kicking and punting? It's hard to find quality training for place kicking and punting, especially with a coach who will give you full attention and who cares about your growth as a person as well as a kicker. That's why Kaluzi Kicking is here. Kaluzi Kicking strives to bring out the very best in every student athlete by utilizing hands-on training, video analysis, and athlete marketing. Kaluzi Kicking is a family-oriented company and believes in working hard to help achieve your goals. The Kaluzi Kicking team will provide you the resources you need to perfect every aspect of the kicking game as you aspire to play at the next level. You can find out more information at kaluzikicking.com. Or you can email us, info at kaluzikicking.com. Stanley to throw for it. And a wide open man. Touchdown. It's no offense. And the red in the stadium is angry red. Shouldn't be that wide open, right? What a great catch by Fant. Extra point on the way. And that too is good. It's all going good for Iowa. A 31-17. Hawkeyes' biggest lead of the day. Welcome back to Quick Hits here on Hawkeyes. Mike, I'm your host, Tyler Chumlin. The Hawkeyes victorious over number three Ohio State, 55-24 to at Kinnick Stadium. Fans rush on the field. Unbelievable outcome for the Hawkeyes. First time Urban Meyer's ever given up 55 points as a head coach in college football. 
most points Iowa's ever scored against a team from Columbus in Ohio State is 55 points. Let's go ahead and get through statistics on this football game. Total yards for the Iowa Hawkeyes, 487, Ohio State 371, Iowa 24 first downs to Ohio State's 20, Iowa 244 passing, Ohio State 208, Iowa 21 of 32, Ohio State 18 of 34. Rushing, the Buckeyes 163 yards, Iowa 243 rushing yards on 38 attempts. That's a 6.4 yards per rush average. That's pretty good if you ask me. Turnovers, Ohio State had four all interceptions, Iowa zero. That's a big stat. Penalties, Iowa had 534, Ohio State nine for 95 yards. The big one was the Nick Bosa targeting call in the first half. He was ejected and did not play the rest of the football game. Time of possession, Iowa dominated 34-51 to 25-09. Third downs, Iowa 5 of 12, Ohio State 4 of 10. Fourth down, Ohio State was perfect 1 of 1. Iowa was not. They were 1 of 2 on the game. I don't think Iowa's going to lose any sleep over that. Let's get into individual statistics. Ohio State, JT Barrett, the stud quarterback, was not very good against the Hawkeyes. Did have three touchdowns, 18 of 34, 208 yards, but threw four picks. That's the most picks he's ever thrown in his career in a single game. Rushing, Barrett, 14 carries for 63 yards. J.K. Dobbins, also a stud, six carries for 51 yards, unable to utilize him really in this football game. Mike Weber, five carries for 27. Antonio Williams had four for 23. Receiving-wise, Johnny Dixon, four catches for a couple touchdowns and 81 yards. K.J. Hill had three for 41. Terry McLaren, he's a good one. He's got two for 33 and a touchdown. He wasn't able to get involved in that second half as much as they would have liked. J.K. Dobbins, five catches for 25 yards. Marcus Bow, he had two for 15. C.J. Saunders had one for seven. And Mike Weber had a catch for six yards. Let's switch over to the Iowa side. Let's start with Nate Stanley, 20 of 31, 226 yards, five touchdown passes. That's a rating of 82.7. After the game, Kirk Ferentz was asked about his quarterback. And look, Nate Stanley's having a heck of a season. And I don't want to jinx it. I don't want to jump too far ahead. But this kid could be very special. And I think Kirk Ferentz is sensing that. He's understanding that that might be the case here with Stanley. And here's Kirk Ferentz talking about his sophomore quarterback after the football game. I just, uh, you know, I talk about our team growing. And that's that's part of it. And he's done a lot of good things this year. And uh, had some tough plays like anybody plays quarterback's going to. But the way he, uh, he just keeps coming back. And, uh, you know, he did a lot of really good things today against really good competition. So that was impressive. And, you know, I think probably my favorite play is the one where he's got the guy bringing him down and he, you know, finds a way to get the ball in the end zone there for a touchdown. So a lot, lot of big, uh, big throws by him. And like I said, just told me he had five touchdown passes. So that's pretty good too. But uh, just the way he's playing right now, really proud of the way he's he's grown and, and developed. Colton Rastetter had a completion on one attempt on the fake for 18 yards. Almost had the touchdown, couldn't quite get it. Rushing, Akram Wadley, 20 carries, 118 yards. That's a terrific day for the senior running back. James Butler, 10 carries, 74 yards. Also a terrific day for the Hawkeyes. Torin Young had a good day as well. Five carries for 47 yards and the only rushing touchdown for the Hawkeyes. Rastetter had one for seven. Um, you heard Kirk Ferentz's comments on that. I don't think we need to get rehash that. Nate Stanley had two for ni- for negative three on the day. Receiving, they passed the ball around quite a bit. TJ Hawkinson, five catches, 71 yards and two touchdowns. Noah Fant, four catches for 54 yards and two touchdowns. Akram Wildley, three for 40. Nick Easley, three for 27. Matt Vandenberg, two for 25. Tyler Kluver had one catch for 18. Amir Smith-Marset had two for seven, but they were both big catches. One of those was a big third down conversion in the first half. And then Drake Kulik had one for two, and that was a touchdown. James Butler did fumble in the day, but it was recovered by Iowa. Let's take a look at the defense. Josie Jewell, he's back. No surprise here, led the way in tackles. Nine total tackles. Five of those were solo tackles. One pass defended. Ben Neiman, seven tackles on the day. One sack. Jake Gervais, he had six total tackles. Manny Ragumba had five tackles and a pass defended. Bo Bauer with five tackles as well. Nathan Budgeta, he had four tackles. He left with an injury at one point 
time in the game as well. I'll have to keep an eye on that going forward. Amani Hooker had four tackles. Josh Jackson had three tackles, and he had three interceptions. Interestingly enough, three tackles, three interceptions. Miles Taylor had three tackles. Aaron Menz had a couple tackles. Sam Brings had a couple tackles. Jack Hockaday, a couple tackles. Geno Stone had two. And then a whole slew of guys with one. Parker Hesse, Michael Ojemudia, Brady Ross, Brady Reef, Nick Neiman, West Vorak, Kevin Ward, Matt Nelson, Anthony Nelson, Cedric Lattimore, and Noah Clayberg. AJ Epineza did not have a tackle in this game, but he had a huge pass breakup on third down in the second half. Good to see from Epineza. Interceptions, as I mentioned, Josh Jackson had three. That's a pretty good day. Amani Hooker had, a, had an interception in the game as well. As far as kicking goes, Iowa had pretty good special teams effort in this one. Miguel Racino's two for two in field goals. He had one from 30. That was his long. And then punting-wise, uh, Colton Rassetter had a pretty good game. Two punts for uh, 40, 79 yard, 78 yards, excuse me, 42 was his long. Nate Stanley also had a boot for 47. They ran a little little pooch punt, uh, tried to get it down, ended up rolling into the end zone for Stanley. So there you have it. Iowa victorious 55-24. to 24. Look, there, there is no magic formula a lot of times, and Kirk Ferentz hit, this, hit on this. I'm going to play a clip from him here in a moment. And, that, and that's the key, is there is no magic formula. You go out there, you try to do whatever you can do and try to execute. Here's Ferentz after the game talking about what Iowa's been able to do and what they need to continue to do going forward this season. You know, we've kind of talked about every game, right? And, um, you know, there's no magic answers, no magic formulas or pixie dust, all that stuff. You just got to keep practicing. And I, th- I think the biggest thing, we got a belief in our people and we got a belief in our system. So, you know, you just stay the course, you just keep pressing, keep working, and you hope at some point, not that this is a breakout moment, but uh, you hope at some point you see like you're gaining some traction. And uh, we haven't had a lot of those yet. You know, we've just kind of been, you know, hit and missing in a lot of different areas, just haven't had the kind of consistency in any one area that you need. Hopefully this is a start to something. You know, we're, we're hardly, you know, ready to ordain anything, but uh, hopefully this would be a start. This game is interesting. After the game, James Daniels, the uh, the Ohio native, was asked, you know, this is a big game for him. He was choosing between two schools, and that was Ohio State and Iowa. And I'm going to play this clip on from James Daniels, and this game meant a lot to him. Hear, hear the emotion in his voice here. He's, he's happy to beat Ohio State. And I just said, like, my two college choices were pretty much here in Ohio State, and I came, I came to Iowa because of the offensive line play and how we do things here. And tomorrow, I said last night, like, tomorrow we need to be able to, we need to show, like, how our, our offensive line plays and how it's like. And that's what we did today. I mean, I'm from Ohio. You, you, I mean, you know, it's like, I mean, it's like for people playing Iowa, Iowa State, I guess. I mean, they have, because they went to, it's a like, home game, like, in-state rivalry. Like, for me, like, that rivalry is Ohio State. And so that's why I had that edge about me. Nate Stanley had a great game, and Iowa's going to have to have good play from him going forward if they want to be successful. And I think he hits this on the head as well after the game. And you're playing best when you're having fun. And Nate Stanley had fun in this football game. And here's Stanley after the football game talking about that. You play best when you're having fun, uh, really. So, I mean, not saying that I haven't had fun, you know. I've had a great time all year. And, um, you know, I think when you can just go out and play and and not worry about the pressure or the circumstances around you, you know, that's really when you can come out and excel. Going forward, Iowa has three more games. They go to Wisconsin, top 10 ranked Wisconsin coming up this weekend. Then they get Purdue at home. Then they go to Nebraska. That's two trophy games, and then they're, uh, I believe, Purdue's their their natural rival, right? I mean, we've we've all agreed on that. We've all decided that in the past. Um, I'm joking, of course. And you look at what Iowa has and what they've been able to do, and they're six and three overall, three and three in the Big Ten. They're third in the West. They get a game against Wisconsin this next week, and I don't necessarily think Iowa can win the West, but they can make some real noise going forward. And Heartland Trophy's on the line. Everybody knows the storied past between these two teams. They're damn even. I mean, there's no more even college football rivalry than Iowa versus Wisconsin, and I think this is interesting after the game. 
Josie Jewell was asked, you know, what, what was your feeling being on the field watching all this? And he immediately turns his attention to next week. Here's Jewell after the game, after beating Ohio State. Yeah, it's just, uh, you know, amazing way to to go out on one of those kind of games, you know, especially during, a, you know, a ranked team. But then again, in the back of my mind, all I could think about is Wisconsin um, and the rest of the season. So, you know, it's going to be awesome, uh, you know, to be able to celebrate this one with the guys tonight. Um, but then again, the season's not, uh, it's not over. we got a lot of games left. Um, and if we want to finish the way we want to end the season, we're going to do a lot more work. Immediately start thinking about Wisconsin. He immediately starts thinking about Wisconsin. Now that's interesting. Josie Jewell knows that next week is a big game, and Iowa knows it's a huge game. We're going to have full coverage for you coming up this week. Reporters Notebooks, Stat Smackdown, we'll have predictions for you. Hey, Ron Kaluzzi and I both picked Iowa to beat Ohio State. I think our scores were like 15-12 to 12 and 13-12, to 12, but hey, we picked it. Told you so. Um, I just had a really weird feeling, and I'm, I'm not going to pick Iowa to beat Wisconsin because I think going on the road um, is very is going to be very difficult. You go up to Camp Randall, it's a different it's a different deal than playing at home. And I think Wisconsin's a very good football team, but it could be one heck of a game. And I look forward to taking that game in and watching you know where Iowa can take this season. Six and three. I don't think eight wins is all out of the question. I really don't think nine wins is out of the question, even if you consider the bowl game. And they're looking at playing January one, which is great. I don't think you would have told me that they were thinking about playing January one after that Northwestern loss. So let's go ahead and look around the Big Ten, and then we'll go ahead and wrap up quick hits this week. Speaking of Wisconsin, they were they were winners over Indiana, forty-five to seventeen. Michigan State held off Penn State, twenty-seven to twenty-four. Purdue beat Illinois, twenty-nine to ten. Rutgers beat Maryland, thirty-one to twenty-four. Nebraska fell to Northwestern in overtime, thirty-one to twenty-four. And then Minnesota, eh, they got beat by Michigan, thirty-three to ten. That's going to do it for us here on Quick Hits this week. Interesting stuff coming up next week. Iowa goes to Wisconsin for the Heartland Trophy game. Hawkeyes victorious this week over number three or number six, depending on what poll you look at. Ohio State, fifty-five to twenty-four. Hawkeyes are in the rankings again. It looks like uh, rankings just came out. It looks like they're ranked to both the coaches and the AP poll. So should be interesting to see how the Hawkeyes could finish up this season at Wisconsin, Purdue, and then at Nebraska. This has been Quick Hits. I'm your host Tyler Chumlin. Follow along with us on Twitter at Hawkeyes Mike. Follow along with me on Twitter at Tyler Chumlin. Credit to ESPN for game clips used in this program. We'll be back next week wrapping up the Heartland Trophy game between the Wisconsin Badgers and the Iowa Hawkeyes. This is Quick Hits. Thanks for listening. This is Hawkeyes Mike. And broadcast school has really paid off. Are you looking for a new, rewarding career with great benefits? TNK Roofing and Sheet Metal in Ely, Iowa, just south of Cedar Rapids, provides great career opportunities with wages starting at $20 an hour, including benefits. Give TNK a call today at 319-848-4191 or toll free at 1-800-383-7663 to begin your roofing career today. $20 per hour starting wage, including benefits. You can't beat that. Give TNK a call at 319-848-4191 or toll free 1-800-383-7663. 383-7663. You can also visit their brand new website at tkroofing.com. TNK Roofing, a proud union company and member of Built by Pros in Eastern Iowa. This has been a presentation of Hawkeye's Mike LLC.